of relationship series, Heartbeat. Isn't this just a beautiful uh, panel board that we got here today? Amen. We're going to have them introduce themselves in just a minute. But going through this series, the truth of the matter is this, and you can agree with me, whether it's in a marriage or an engagement or a friendship or with your parents or your friends, relationships are hard work. Who can agree with me by saying amen? Amen. The funny thing is, though, in a relationship, isn't it funny how the natural things that should be easy and natural are usually the most difficult things to get through? The things that seem they should be so easy, but yet they're the hardest things to do. Getting along is hard, is it not? Do you ever find it hard to get along with one another? It's because we like different things. We do different things. And there's so much more in this, in keeping love, than there is in finding love. Who can experience that and say, I've been there before and, and, and that's not easy because, you know, as a single, when I was single and, and I was, uh, you know, looking for love and, and all the wrong places and then I found this one, amen, it was so good. And not you guys, in the wrong place. no, I in the right place. I, the wrong place, I found her in church, church. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it seemed like an eternity, who can remember that? When you're single, um, that, and, and my wife's going to talk a little bit about this in, in just a minute, that, look, being single, there's nothing wrong with being single. It's okay. God may call you to be single the rest of your life. But if you're looking for a relationship, God will help you find that one. Amen? But there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you haven't done anything wrong if you are single. And it's not that you're necessarily doing anything wrong because you're single. And we'll go through some of that today. But there's, it's, I found out that it's... it's it's easy to find a love when you're looking for love. The hard part comes afterward. Keeping that. Keeping that love alive. Keeping things in our life fresh. Amen? And we want to relate this and have a parallel with our relationships with one another, but yet also with Christ. That's the most important relationship you can have. Finding that's easy. Finding the love in a relationship with Jesus Christ is easy. Keeping it for you is not the easiest thing to do. And it's not that he's done anything wrong. It's not that he's trying to, to distance himself from you. But what we do is we find ourselves not communicating in the relationship, right? And that's walking away from that relationship with Jesus Christ. But today and through some of this series, the rest of this, as we go into next week as well, um, it's also for some of you in life who maybe you got married on one side of the Jordan. In other words, you weren't saved, right? And then you got into a relationship and you guys got to know Jesus and now you're on the other side of that Jordan. But for you, you don't necessarily know how to act on this side of the Jordan because you got married on the other side. Does that make sense? Have you ever found yourself in that place where you might not have known Jesus before you met the person, neither one of you did, and then all of a sudden you came to know Jesus Christ and now it's like this new journey for you. It's almost like you're starting over. How do we do this thing new? Because there weren't rules before like there were now. There's certain things that we didn't have that were a problem before that we were doing in life. But now it seems like we have to watch what we're doing. All right. And so in just a minute, I'm going to go ahead and have my wife, uh, you know, give some introduction here. But I pray that through this series and through the rest of today, that you really let the Lord speak to your heart. Like I said, it's not just for marrieds. It's not just for people who are engaged it's not just for people who are divorced or single. This is more about you and your relationship with Jesus Christ. And how many of you in here can agree with me that we need to get our relationship with Jesus closer? Amen. Right? Amen. And it's a struggle. Look, if you want this relationship to be better, you need to work on this relationship. 
Is there brokenness in this? If there's brokenness in this, you're probably going to have brokenness in this. If there's a lack of communication between you and your Heavenly Father, there's probably going to be a lack of communication between you and those who are around you. Family, loved ones, husband, wife, whatever it may be, children. You want that relationship mended? Then you need to work on mending this relationship. Amen? Can you guys hear me? I don't know if my microphone's on. Are it's good? on. I just need a little more volume yeah. in it. Well, we're so excited. Eight-year anniversary. What a better time to get to see some of these beautiful faces. Some, some of these people you guys have known for a long time. And then, of course, our newlyweds over here. You guys met last week. <laughs> uh, amen. Give I heard she had an amazing service last week. But we're so excited. Today we wanted it to be a little bit more casual for this week, knowing it was our anniversary. But also, we learned a lot from communication, from hearing from other people. Amen? Mm -hmm. um, and we know that that's why church is so important. Of course, we you know, break bread and we hear the word. But it's also good to hear what other people are going through or maybe how they navigated through different seasons in their life. So we thought today would be a little fun. Um, to pull some of these couples up, and we're going to ask a couple different questions. But before we do, we're going to give them a minute just to do a quick intro, uh, so each couple, one person can take it. Um, and just like a 30-second intro, give your name, maybe how long you've been married, um, and just a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I think you get, 30 seconds. I think you get the wrong one turning up here. She's number three. Okay, so I'm Desiree, and this is Wilbur. Um, we have been married for about three years, um, and we're expecting our first baby in July. Right, <laughs> That's a little bit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike, and this is Cindy. Um, we've been married for about 47, no? Um, <laughs> th uh, oh, 23. 23. <laughs> Been amazing years, and um, Cindy's from Brazil. So, um, and anything else you want to say? Okay. Hi, I'm Stacy. This is Dave. Um, we've been married for 37 years, and that's the real one. So, almost 38. So, yeah. And we've been around here for eight years. <laughs> Amen. And I'm Anaka. I'm not married. <laughs> you didn't, couldn't tell. Um, and, yeah, that's it. I'm single and, you know, ready to mingle. All right. <laughs> okay, so we have some different questions for, um, you know, everyone. I think we're going to do it in a little bit of an open Yes, we are. All right, we'll get it fixed. Go ahead. We're going to ask a couple questions, and so when we start off as couples, if you feel like you really have like a good answer for that, um, then go ahead and start. And then, of course, we're going to ask questions that Anaka, um, you know, she's been through. She's a, she's a Christian. She's a born-again Christian. She's looking for a relationship, but, you know, and I know I'm not going to speak for her. She'll go into that, but it's really important of who you date. It's not just about getting into a relationship, right? Um, if you are in search of a relationship as a believer, we want to be equally yoked. We want people that have the same values at a, as us. And so um, she's going to, you know, really share into that. So I'm excited about that. But um, on the married stuff, so our first question are, what are some things that you had to sustain and let go of to maintain happiness? 
So as a married couple, you know, the, the two shall become one. If anybody has an answer for that one, what are some things that you had to sustain and some things that you had to let go of to maintain happiness? I guess I, um, I was single for a long time until I was 40. And so I had, you have a lot of um, habits and lifestyle things. So I, I think a lot of those things need to change because you're not single and now you're married. So just like how you spend your time, I was used to just reading all evening before I go to sleep and now I have somebody next to you. And so things have to change. I, I had to give up a lot of all those old girlfriends I had. That was something that had to very go. Important. And, very you know, important, very important, Mike. Just kidding. I mean, I mean, it's true, but just kidding. It's true. Yeah, you could pass it. If more than one couple wants to answer that, we need... You want to read the question again? No, I think I got, got it. it. Okay. I think for me, um, being married you have to view life as a couple. And um, by my very nature, I'm um, self-centered, I'm, I'm goal-minded, I'm task-oriented. Um, and so being married to Stacy has, I wish I could say it's, I'm good to go at 37 and a half years, but it's constantly saying, what about the other person? So I have to, it's not like it's nothing about my desires, but. But I just can't view life, I can't view our free time, our finances, our anything you want to say. I can't just view it from my perspective, and it doesn't come naturally. I've got to almost minute by minute say, you know, well, what's best for her or what's best for us rather than what's best for me? So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's an ongoing thing. I wish I could say I'm good to go and it comes naturally, but um, I really have to have God's perspective and say, hey, um, yeah, I might like to read or I might like go to a movie or I might like to do this or that, but, you know, what's best for us and what's best for our family? So it's a constant um, letting go and letting God. Amen. That's a really good answer, really good. You know what I love about that? They've been married 37 years, right? 37 years. 37 years, and it shows it's still work. Mm -hmm. I think people forget that. They think, oh, you know, you get married, and then that's it, you know, right? You don't understand, even after we've been married 20 years. After 20 years, you still have to put work in every single day to maintain a marriage. Come on. Amen? Amen. You know, and I think nowadays we have this culture of, um, you know, a generation that the goal is the, the wedding. The goal is the marriage, and, you know, Pinterest has helped for that. Um, everybody has their Pinterest board and knowing the perfect wedding that they already have or want to have and people get to the wedding but then they don't know how to sustain a marriage mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to realize the goal is not a wedding the goal is till death do us part yeah. amen which means you have to work every single day towards that every single week every mm -hmm. single year you never get to a point of saying oh we got that down you know yeah um, so that's really good okay next question all right we're gonna ask Anaka a question you ready, Anaka? <laughs> As an individual, a single, what should I be focused on in my personal development the most while I'm single? Oh, man. Um, that's a great question. I would say, <laughs> um, well, I'll say for me, what I cling to the most is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So I feel like for me, my personal development always is what am I doing every day to seek the kingdom of God? What can I do every day to seek the kingdom of God? Um, 
how can I implement habits that bring me into a place of constantly seeking? Because I know that this is something that I desire and that's, you know, cool. But like, if I am not working on the things in myself, the selfishness in myself, the, you know, um, the pride in myself, then when I get to this point where I'm ready to, you know, meet someone or God brings me to someone, then I'm going to have a much harder time like letting that stuff go when I'm already married than if I'm starting to work on it now. So for me, I would say that that's definitely like seeking the kingdom. And then also like God stripped me of my pride, stripped me of my ego, stripped me of my selfishness within myself so that as I move into that, from what I've, you know, from what I've, I'm hearing, what I've heard from married couples, that's a lot of the big stuff. So I try to like also talk to a lot of married couples, like what did you struggle with? You know, like when you got married and focus on some of that stuff too now um, as a single person. No, because the truth of the matter is this. Um, there is baggage that will be carried over no matter what. Amen. And as much as you don't like it or you won't want it, when you marry into a family, you marry someone, you marry their family as well. Right? And my family is great, but his yes, family. Yes, <laughs> it is. I tell you. And, and, the, and the, here's the difference. My family, we're Italian. We're a very loud family. My wife's family is super quiet. Like it, to me, when I walked into her house, it, I felt like I was in a library. And it was just like, you know, I, like I said, I like noise, right? I wanted to knock something over just to make noise to create some environment for me. But opposites do attract, and we have a lot of areas in common. But like Anaka said, there's certain things that if you, if you can drop them now, then you won't carry those things into your relationship. It's good to carry some things in. But what things right now, if you are looking for a relationship, if you are single, what things do you need to let go of, amen, or pick up? that you need to bring into that relationship and prepare yourself for that. I've always heard the saying that instead of looking for the right one, you need to become the right one, right? Become what you're looking for. You're not going to find the perfect person. You're never going to be the perfect person. So if you're wanting someone to be a certain way or you're looking for those attributes, then they'll attract each other. So you need to start working on those things in your own life first as well. Amen? Go ahead. Okay, so next question for married couples, and we talk about this a lot as well, but there's different seasons. So you may be, you know, doing great in one season of life, and then something changes. Um, you're now pregnant, and then a newborn is going to come into the picture. Or then, you know, you're empty nesters, your kids leave. Every season, I think, brings different challenges in a marriage. It's like a whole new identity that you go through. Um, but, okay, so question number two, how do you walk through things like through sickness and health? or for richer or poorer, or for instance, different seasons that, you know, maybe you didn't see coming. <laughs> By the so, way, we didn't give them these questions ahead of time. We're, we're putting them on the spot. Yeah, so um, obviously for the, the richer and poorer and in sickness and in health, um, and the seasons of our lives, uh, looking back for David and I, I would have to say um, that in many ways when we got married, I really felt a little bit like the Cinderella that got rescued by Prince Charming. You know, Aww. it came into... Aww. No, really. Um, <laughs> it sounds okay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you stand up and you make vows one to another. Um, and then, you know, we entered into a time where David's health did start to fail. And it, it really did change everything, changed everything, in, you know, in our lives. Um, for him, for myself, um, you know, the expectations that you have 
Um, and I guess that's one thing that I want to just mention is, is just really be aware of the expectations that you bring into any relationship, you know, whether it be marriage, um, you know, a dating relationship, you know, even, even a friendship is just recognize that, you know, um, because of, you know, baggage or issues, you bring in, you know, certain expectations and to try to be aware of those. And it's already been said, but it's universal. Um, The only way to survive those things is to recognize um, that, we can't love unconditionally without the strength of the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's just impossible, you know, whether it's pride, you know, selfishness, um, bitterness, unforgiveness, you know, so many things um, is to just recognize that the only way that you're going to survive those changes in those seasons um, is, is really coming before God and, and asking him to, to help you love through. Um, but in terms of marriage, I mean, you do, you take a vow. And I think that's something that society frequently, right? You know, these days it's like, oh, I love you as long. You know, like when people write their own vows, you love that. You see it on, I can't remember the name of any of these shows, but you know, see them, I'll love you as long as you affirm me all the time. Yeah. And make me feel beautiful or, you know, whatever. Um, but the bottom line is that we do, we stand and we make a vow before the Lord and to each other. And, and that's really significant. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. By the way, is there a backup mic? If you guys can't get this one figured out, we need a backup mic because I've got a little ringing going on. I don't know if you all hear it. Just to follow on, if that's okay, yeah, this go right in, ahead. in one couple. Yeah, so um, you do, you get married and you have the ex- expectation of what life is going to be like, and it's mm-hmm. kind of rosy colored glasses and all. And, all, and, and Stacey's right, my illness definitely changed uh, everything mm-hmm. uh, totally. Um, and um, but what I've come to realize looking back is that God has a plan and purpose in everything. Mm-hmm. And in my life, I learn more from adversity and I learn more from suffering. My, somebody said, um, you know, a muscle only gets stronger against resistance. Yeah. And I think that my faith only gets stronger um, against resistance. And then having a wife, in my case, to walk through me in those dark times mm-hmm. um, just made a huge difference and all. So, for me, the challenge is, you know, to embrace marriage in the good times and the bad times. Mm-hmm. And I think because um, to the degree that I can embrace my suffering and say, God, you didn't cause this, but what are you doing in me through this? Um, uh, it makes me um, more like him. Amen. And I just want to thank God for Stacy because I couldn't have done this by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that um, kind of like, you know, fire or I'm sorry, but like gold is refined in fire. Yeah. You know, you got to burn off all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think marriage for us, is, <laughs> my poor wife has had a lot of fire. Um, and also hopefully we're, we're, we're getting purified with time as we uh, look to see what God is doing and not, not looking for what we're going to get out of this always, but what is God doing in and through our circumstances. Amen. So thanks. Amen. 37 years, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so... Um, so Mike was a mis- missionary, and um, when we got married, he did not have a job because he was, like, after working as a missionary, he wanted to move back home and, um, and, and stay here for a furlough. So he did not have a job, and I guess I don't recommend that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this guy had so much potential and I saw all the potential that he had and um, what else did I... 
<laughs> yeah, good looks. And and I guess I I guess when we made our vows, we said um, until death do us part. Yeah. So we stuck together, and it didn't matter uh, whatever he did. I think he had so much potential that we could work together. Yeah, one, one word, um, commitment. Like Stacy was yes. saying, um, I for me. Um, Failure is not an option. Um, divorce is not an option. You know, some people, if they have the impression in their mind, like, well, if it gets really bad, we'll just do something different. I'll, I'll bail out of it. For, for me, that's just not an option. So rich or poor, sickness, you know, health, it, it doesn't matter. It's just there was a commitment that was made. This, to me, means life. And with that perspective, it's, it's always going to work out. Yeah. You know? So you're just yeah. you're committed to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move. We got a bunch of questions. I'm going to skip to the next one because I think this is a good one. Um, maybe you guys can answer this one first if you're right. It's a really hard one, too. No, I'm kidding. Um, which actually, I think in life, this one could be how do you forgive and get past stuff when you have a godly relationship? Now, I don't know how it was before you knew Christ, but in your relationship now, how do you guys manage getting past, past and stuff in your life? to be able to move on and forgive one another. What's, what's your techniques? A lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. <laughs> a lot of Amen. prayer. Amen. Uh, you always kind of have to look, look for God and mm -hmm. put him in the relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, when there's trouble, anything like that, uh, you never want to kind of like lash out uh, and like have any negative remarks or anything like that. You kind of have to look, pause. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was good. Take some time, yeah. mm -hmm. think, pray, pray to God, yeah. and then kind of come up with like a solution. You know, yeah. you're, you're kind of there to fight together mm -hmm. with whatever goes on, like yeah. marriage and all that. Amen. I think for him and I, we've been friends for so long that we have kind of been, you know, so I, I've grown up in church, but I've, you know, had my struggles and, you know, I backslide and all that stuff. But so I feel like we've kind of saw each other through that. And so yeah. I think when you mentioned like what, what about the past, like how do you forgive it? And I think mm -hmm. it's kind of just having that mindset that, okay, like this is a new chapter and a new season and it like whatever was in the past was kind of in the past. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's really hard to do, mm -hmm. especially as I think as a younger couple, you know, it's, it's hard, I think, but I think the biggest thing that like he was saying is really kind of seeking the Lord in that yeah. um, and pausing. I think that's a big thing because for yeah. me, it's so yeah. it's so quick to, for me just to just <laughs> sit, talk and just to say whatever I'm thinking. But I think being able to understand, I think he's helped me with that is just, okay, we need a moment and right now we can't talk or right now I need time to process it, but we're going to come back and we're going to deal with it. And mm -hmm. I think that's been a big thing. For I us. struggle with that. I always have. I'm a solutionist, but I always, I don't know if other men are like this, but in, in conversations or arguments, she's the one that she, she will. I can practice the pause. Oh, she's so good at the pause. <laughs> but how many of you ever feel like that pause can be, be aggravating? <laughs> come on. <laughs> That pause, to me, but it's very important, it has to happen. Because if you don't pause, now that's why the Word of God says things like, you know, be quick to listen, right? And what? Slow to speak. Why? Because if not, you're going to speak something before you think something. And you're going to say something that you regret. 
So taking that moment and that pause is very important. I do believe that that pause needs to come to a point where it's approached because the word of God also says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't go to bed angry. Don't, don't let it go for days and days and days and days. For me, a minute can seem like days and days and days and days. I want an answer. I want to know why you're mad. I want to know what's going on. But I do understand the process of it. We are wired different as men and women. And I don't know if more women are like this than men. But I, if I had to say, I would agree that a lot of men, it's harder for that pause because we're naturally created to try to give a fast solution to things. Amen? And women, they get it done, a little, I think, a little better because they take their time and think through it. Right? Men, we don't read instructions. We just go at it and work on it. Uh, let's move to the next question. Um, go ahead, Crystal. Yeah, with our newlyweds still. Yeah. How did you know that they were the one? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I can ask this question. Pass all this the time around. All three, everybody. all three yeah. of you can answer this oh, question yeah, in, in brief moments. In brief, because we had a lot of questions you want to ask. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, go for it. Um, okay. So, <laughs> this guy came to Brazil. Um, he was on the way to Chile, and in the second day, I went to work early in the morning. He stayed over with uh, my uh, family I was living with, and I, and um, I went to work. And when I came home. He had done all the dishes. <laughs> That's how you know. Right, mic drop. He had <laughs> vacuumed the floor of the whole apartment. And he had gone jogging. And he took a shower. That's important. Very important. Very important. <laughs> and, uh. and he was studying Spanish. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This guy is gonna be a, is a good catch. I was like, whoa. Guys, take notes. Vacuum. Rosetta dishes. Stone, okay? Um, just, this is a really important question, especially for single people. Yes. Like I was saying, I was single for 40 years. Yeah. And I was a believer, you know, for a long time. And, and you hear those stories like, oh, you know, God, you know, brought this special, per, you know, like the one into my life. And, Honestly, like I was kind of waiting for the one, and how do you know if it's the one? But really, some people might disagree, but I really feel like you should be looking for a right one, not mm. necessarily uh, the right one, right. because if you marry somebody, you think this is the one, and then after a few weeks of marriage, things start going wrong, and you think, maybe I didn't, maybe it wasn't the one or something. <laughs> but um, for, for me, so I struggle with that, because I was like, how do you know? You know, I want to marry the perfect person. I've been single so long, and it, and so, so when we were dating, I kind of, kind of my emotions went back and forth. But, you know, the moment that I knew was when we sat down one time and we were praying. Mm-hmm. And there was just like, you know, you hear that kindred spirit yeah. <laughs> expression. We could pray together. That's and it's good. like, well, maybe some of the other, you know, real important things on your check look and this person play tennis and, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe those all weren't there. But when we could pray together because... The most important in my life is my relationship with God. Yeah. If I can share that with somebody, that's it. That's, that's when I knew, Amen. you know, when, when we could pray together and just like, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Go ahead, newlyweds. You know, by the way, this, this is one of the biggest questions I get from single people all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever asked you guys, as well, but how did, how did you know they were the one? And, and, you know, go ahead and tell us, how did you know? <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> was he doing the dishes and vacuuming the house too? <laughs> she told me she was the one. No, I'm just yeah. So, I mean, 
like she said, we had been friends for like a very long time. We mm -hmm. met back in like what, 2007? 2007? Yeah, hold your mic up. 2007? Yeah. <laughs> so we met like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we went on dates here and there, but me being stubborn, naive, <laughs> I didn't see it. I'm like, uh, whatever, I just want to be single and all that. Took you a little uh, longer. It took me a little longer <laughs> until kind of like I got my act together. Yeah. Um, she took me to church one day and like it just, from there on, like we were dating and all yeah. that. And then me, like I have not been to church for a while. Uh, I was raised a Catholic, and then we kind of like just started going to church together, mm -hmm. and then like wow, like it's just something about mm -hmm. that, like her bringing me to God. Yeah, that was important. Amen. That was important. So for you, it took longer. You took the pause a little too long once oh, again, didn't you? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh -huh. All right. I guess kind of piggyback, piggy, piggyback on you uh -huh. on that. Um, kind of, I guess because of, of our relationship and kind of how it went, I think the willingness to to go to church and, and really watching him seek the Father, I think himself, like not me, you know, like kind of holding his hand through it, I think that was kind of when I realized. And of course, when he made lasagna. Oh, that was a, yes. You know. Any Italian food, that's a sign right there, right? Amen, amen. Okay, next question here is for Anaka. Anaka, <clears throat> this is a good one, yes. and I think this is a really important question. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this one? I think so. <laughs> How do you manage, as a Christian, as a believer, dating and waiting? Mm -hmm. This is something abstinence. not talked about a lot in church, but it's important. Amen? Yep. We believe in abstinence. We believe in waiting until you are married. Amen? So how do you manage that, in, especially is, in a culture where that's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great question. Um, wow. <laughs> how do I manage? Honestly, I have to be so connected to God that I don't, like, either put myself in a situation that can be compromising or get my mind in a place where I feel like I'm lacking something because I'm single. Because a lot of times we do things out of that place. You know, we're afraid to not have something or we're lacking something, so we go look for it, you know? And so for me, I'm like, God, how, like, help me every day, every, every single, every moment, whatever, it needs to be every hour, whatever. But I'm like, God, help me focus on what you've said is the right way to do this. Um, for me, and also, <laughs> what I always tell my friends, people, people ask me this actually pretty frequently, and I'm like, honestly, it would be too much trauma for me to do that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to go through the trauma of having to, like, go and then heal from doing these things and then have to walk through all of that. But I'm like, if I would just keep my mind focused on the Lord, he could protect me from all of that and not have to go, you know, and walk through some of those things that I believe that sometimes we place ourselves in those situations because we're not there, you know? So for me, it's, it's really being connected to the Father. It's worshiping every chance I get. It's watching what I put into my ears. You know, a lot of times we hear like, especially these days in society, there's all this music that's really vulgar, you know, and a lot of what it's saying. And so sometimes we don't realize that what you're putting in your ears is starting to manifest in how you're behaving or how you're responding or what you're even desiring, you know? And so a lot of times I have to watch all that kind of stuff so that I'm not, you know, listening to R&B all day and then like, dang, I want to be, wait, 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 you know what I mean? It's like when you, because when you listen to it, you start to, you know, and especially because I'm musical, so like everything like that, like, you know, it sits with me, it resonates with me, so I have to just be careful. Um, 
and set boundaries and talk to my friends, have accountability partners, go to people that I can be like, hey, I'm struggling today. They're like, you got it, I'm with you, what do you need? You know what I mean? Like accountability is a big deal when you're single. You need to have people you can rely on that you can talk to about anything mm -hmm. um, and not be afraid because what the enemy would love for you to be is afraid of whatever's going on so that you hold it in and you don't share because if he can keep you there, he can keep you there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's what I would say. All right, it's really good. Um, big question here. And if you, you wanted to pass this around, you can. Um, what can a person do to regain trust in a relationship? And I, I believe that is a big, we've all broke trust at one point or other. I don't care if it's you promised you would do the dishes or vacuum, Mike, but, and you didn't do it. Um, but that's one of the hardest things to do is to move on past that. Because let's be honest here, there's times that even in our life, and I'm sure it's been in your relationship, that you fight dirty. Have you ever, who, if you in this room have ever done this, lift your hand. If you ever have brought the past up in an argument, lift your hand. Okay? <laughs> Today or last week. But we tend to bring the past up because we want to win. If we, you ever feel like if you're losing ground, then what can I say? Or if they're going to blame me for something, well, they've done this too. All right. So my question is, and whoever wants to go first, we just give a brief answer to this. What can a person do to start to regain that trust in the relationship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a really that's a really heavy one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because love is unconditional and trust is earned. Um, and the bottom